Chaos on Brosens now. Another another week, another podcast. Hey, look, we're finally the episodes are finally populated on YouTube at least. Live. Um the pod oh wait, wrong direction. Podbean. It's on your side. Uh is forthcoming. We'll get everything right. uploaded there uh, once we get the audio. Audio, yes. yes right something like that. I flip mirror uh, my video thing so I could always get it right. Oh, did you? Yeah, see I mine's Yeah. There's a mirror in my video section, right? Yeah. yeah, flip the switch. It's under settings. Anyway, but we digress. Uh, so, yes, we are live. Um, so, it was, it's a highlight. So, episode one. So, now we're, we're, we're episode five this week. So, obviously, that kind of shows you where we're at. Um, as you buffer. can see, the audio and, yeah, the audio and video in mine has definitely improved. <laughs> That yeah, first episode and realizing is. that apparently I have a laggy upload, which is uh, after going back and looking at some of the playbacks, it looks good right now, but the uh, recording is not so great. So I'm going to have to, I think, get a bigger buffer on the upload speed. Got to call the cable company, talk to Comcast, and be like, yo, hook me up with the gig. See if that helps. You need the Wi Fi's uh, and the GBs. Yep, my tubes are getting clogged. That um, That's right. So what's up this week? So bro? This- Tequila's up this week, right? It's like oh, we're, um, we're going Dalmore. Cheers, Dalmore. Cheers. This this is, has um, been a week for both of us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Much which needed. we'll get into later. Yeah, yeah. Which is what this episode's about. Uh, we're 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 actually going to talk about the chaos of life, and you know, it's really simple to sit back in the day and age of social media. And look at everybody's highlight reel. And I remind everyone, and, and I'm pretty frank on social media um, with how my life is, like what my house looks like, it's chaos with four kids. Um, and so, you know, I'm a social media manager. Uh, I'm actually a marketing manager, but I run the social media as well for our organization. And, you know, very in tune with what's going on, um, not just with, the whole everybody wants to be an influencer. Don't get me wrong; you make great money. I don't. I don't knock anybody. But the use of technology and AI to um, enhance one's self. Like we, we were talking before we started. Like there's a built-in filter. We use Streamyard, by the way. So plug for Streamyard. It's a super simple platform. Uh, yeah, we'll probably put a link up. Like we can still get referrals. We can get some free months of service if uh, anybody uses our hey, referral link. So I'm all that'd about be cool. free. Um, me too. Uh, so anyway, the point is, 
it's really easy to use those things and get lost into um, thinking that that's the way everybody's life is or that people have more money than they do. Uh, I'm going to tell you, so I'm a novice enthusiast with aviation, and I've mentioned that before, want to get my pilot's license. Um, and one of the things that I've stumbled across being in the intersection of those two things is there are companies that will rent private jets to influencers on the tarmac for you to film in. You book a couple hours, you go out there, you act like it's yours. They'll logo it up for you on the inside, monogram it. They'll put vinyl clings on the outside of it. It is crazy. Uh, it is the world is not what it seems, I, I guess. And oh, so, yeah. you know, navigating that uh, can, you know, I'm dealing with it with children right now. How do I navigate that as a parent and raise them, not just in today's current environment, but where they're going to be at in 20 years, 10 years, 15 years? I can't. Uh, it's hard to imagine. To look like. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 20 years ago. Uh, 2003 cell phones still weren't a oh. big thing, man. Like there, there was what year did the iPhone come out? Like it wasn't out yet. It was still Blackberry season, right? Um, yeah, it was still Blackberry season. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know at all. So, it seems like a blur, but well, look, before we get yeah. deep into that, right. Before we start into our main topic, let's, let's, let's have a little fun. Let's, let's, uh, Let's reflect not on last week, but let's reflect back on on seventies and eighties. Let's talk about Gen X. Mm. I think this week yeah. let's start off. Let's talk a little bit about TV shows, right? Yeah. We talked about Wait. movies. We've talked a little bit about music, but TV shows, right? What are some some big uh, TV shows that that you remember from your childhood that you're like, oh man, they just don't make TV like this anymore. They're, you know, most of the stuff nowadays is all reality TV is like the big thing. Uh, well, you know, and I can't. I yeah, I, I mean, I had my favorites, right? So, A Team, uh, Airwolf, uh, loved, oh, yeah. loved, the, Airwolf. loved the action stuff. Um, I even eh, deep down, I'm kind of a sitcom guy too. Like the the right ones, they were they were they were funny. Um, Alf, uh, you know, but the TV they don't make anymore is uh, Mash. Something that actually, you know, it had a humor line, but as the show progressed it became such a drama and it became yes. a real life deep connection to people and emotions. And, you know, if you're a millennial or a Gen Z or a Gen Alpha now, and you're listening to this, Gen Alpha is probably not with us. Um, what I'm getting ready to tell you is no cap. <laughs> so he said no cap. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. My my Riz is down this week, um, or whatever. Oh it is. my goodness! Um, the um, we were only let's see, Mash, the TV series, not the movie, came out in the late set. It was only five or five to seven years removed from Vietnam War. Yeah. So it's not, not long. you know, this is twenty twenty three. This is like the equivalent of people who have served in Afghanistan and Iraq, right? They've served active combat. It was ugly. Uh, the welcome home was not as good. And while MASH was about the Korean War, the undertones of what people were going through and what troops in Vietnam went through, it spoke highly to them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and so one of the things that came across this week, and I want to be somber this week, but it's just it's kind of a down week. Um, okay. And I got to be careful. I got to be careful about this. So YouTube moderators, if you're, you're going to listen to this, because I thought about before I get ready to say what I'm going to say, because 
I was like, ooh, they might flag this. The theme song to MASH that everybody kind of knows with the helicopter coming through the hills. Do-do-do-do. Right? So, Eddie, do you know what the yeah. name of that song is? I do not know it off the top of my head. The name of the theme song is Suicide is Painless is the name of the song. And it was actually written for the movie, but they carried it over into the TV show. And I am going to just read the first stanza and then the chorus because uh, it's actually quite a long song and you can go on YouTube so it's on there so maybe they won't take it down you can listen to it on YouTube you just know how it is when people start talking about unaliving yourself on social media and, and streaming platforms I'm not advocating that I'm just yeah. t- talking about a song it's the name of the song Absolutely. people so this yes. is this is the lyrics I'm going to read it to you is so it's through early morning fog I see visions of the things to be The pains that are withheld for me, I realize and I can see. So again, think about this is a movie originally, then TV show about war and the pains of war. The chorus, which repeats several times in the song, that suicide is painless. It brings on many changes and I can take or leave it if I please. That is the chorus Mm -hmm. to the song. It is a depressing look into what basically was being put out there as the thought pattern of soldiers who had went through this hardship. Uh, and again, it's set in Korea, but really they're, they're reflecting the reality of Vietnam veterans and the people who had come back from Vietnam is, is the real yeah. ethos here. No, so no, and it's, they you do know, not it's, make TV it's, it's, like it carries that over. Well, yeah, I know. And that, so the whole, the military thing and, and you know, the tie in, it's still an issue today, right? That that's still a high thing. So if you're out there and you're struggling, um, you don't have to be a veteran. But if you're out there and you're struggling, you feel like you're alone, man. Reach out. Somebody will help you. I mean, when there's suicide, you know what? I think we should. I think it's a good thing. Let's let's put that suicide prevention hotline number in our comments. Um, uh, you know, section here we, we will actually do it like this. Hold on a second. Let's say uh, the national suicide crisis is actually nine eight eight. You can actually dial nine eight eight nine eight eight. Um, so let's see, I can do, well, some snazzy features of something that, uh, we haven't done here before we want to do. Remember your keyboard shortcuts. So while you're doing that, yeah, we can do Yeah, mash. Yeah, let's see. So I looked it up. Mash is 72 to 83. Oh, look at that. That is snazzy. Yeah, isn't, that, isn't that snazzy? Look at the things we can do in StreamYard. It, it does all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. So, if I hadn't told people before or I hadn't mentioned it previously, I do suffer from depression. I am currently on an antidepressant. Um, I am have been on and off of them my entire life. Uh, looking back, I realized I suffered from it as a child. Didn't know what it was because when you're 10, yeah, and, of course, know. having boomer parents, you just don't talk about that crap. Um but I'm I'm not, um, you know, it's gotten bad at times. So, yeah, definitely reach out and talk to somebody. Uh, so if you need help, you know, 988, it'll do it. Or you can dial 911. There's the number. They we'll leave it down there while we're, we're talking through this. Yep, yeah. this is true. They will. We'll leave it down there while we talk through the rest of the segment. So uh, as I think back about TV shows, and again, you mentioned Airwolf, and you mentioned um, A-Team, and and – you know, there there were a ton of those, and it just kind of really depended, right? You know, the day of the week. I mean, obviously, 
we grew up with Dukes of Hazard. We grew up with A Team, Alf, ones that you mentioned. Happy Days, right? So I'm a little bit older oh, yeah. than you, <laughs> yep. a few years, and so some of those are a little more in my head. Happy Days was great. I used to love watching Happy Days. It was always hilarious. I mean, if I, right, it's cool, dude. The Fonz. I mean, it was a great show. But I think you go back to the adventure shows and kind of the superhero shows too, because we had them back in the day, right? Yeah. I mean, it was long before yep. MCU came around. Six million dollar man. Oh, yeah. great! Which make him better, faster, stronger. Yeah, I mean, just six million dollar man, and then you know, of course, there was you know the Bonic Woman along with that. But you know, how about Hulk? The Hulk original Hulk, Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Used to, oh, yeah, love that Miami Vice. Oh, man, just tons of shows from like the seventies and the eighties that were were good, and there were there were some that were even ahead of their times. You know, when you start looking at like the Jeffersons and all in the family. And I don't want to get too much into, into those. Cause again, we're going to try to steer clear from controversy on this podcast. That's our goal. Um, but they were great shows and there were a lot of lessons in there, regardless of what some people think or may say, um, all of these shows in the seventies and eighties, I think a lot of them had some lessons, um, some good lessons in their undertones. I mean, some TV shows today do, but it's just, it doesn't feel like there's a lot right today. A lot of the TV shows to me feel like it again. It's it's they feel more like focused on circles. reality. It's like, like I want to look and st- yes. So what about Partridge Family? You remember the Partridge Family? Or was that too yeah. too early for you? No, no, I remember Partridge Family because that was early seventies. Yeah, I mean, Brady Bunch. Yeah, Partridge Family was um, good. Y- you know the Brady Bunch know, was great. Uh, yeah, I mean Andy Griffith still ran for into the eighties. You know, I mean like it, it was. Uh, then Matlock. Well, you know, it was still over. on in syndication now, I think, still, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, What's it's, that? Uh, oh, the Three Stooges, man. Like, we were Three Stooges junkies. <sighs> we would watch every rerun. Oh, my God, yes. Time. That was great. Uh, so, that was a so, – those to, were always fun. <laughs> For those of, those of Gen Zers and, and later, maybe even some of you millennials, um, the t- – TV today is completely different, right? I mean, and it goes without saying. I mean, we did have TV, despite my son sometimes thinks that we they didn't invent color until later. But, you know, it was you only had a handful of channels. Even if you had cable, you only had a handful of channels. You did not have these whole oh, these. Well, hold on. Let's 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 test Gen X knowledge. I'm going to pause you. Talk about channels. I don't know why oh. this just popped into my mind. Give it a second so the audience can answer and they can think about it without us instantly answering. What channel was USA Network? What was the numerical channel number for USA Network? And oh, it was, man, it's a, I have I think no idea. This, until it went to satellite, I think if it's on cable, I think it's still this channel. I don't, I don't have cable, so I don't know. 16. USA Network's channel 16, it's man. 16? It's 16. I do not remember that. I'm pretty sure it's 16. Yeah. All I just remember were your major networks and then like you skip some and then 16 was USA. I don't I do know. Why, I don't know that. I remember that. Wow. Someone put me on Jeopardy. But, so call, call Ken. Anyway, yeah. No ahead. kidding. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of channels. So what, what, but so, so kind of the way that, so like cartoons, there was no like 24 hour cartoon channel, like literally cartoons were, Early in the morning before school, right? I remember you get up, you eat breakfast, you sit there and you watch Woody Woodpecker. You watched mm-hmm. the Three Stooges, um, you know, and then 
also Little Rascals. That was on TV yep. every morning. Um, sometimes Tom and Jerry, right? Um, and then it was that, that was it. You you got cartoons in the morning, and then you got them on Saturday. That was it. Saturday morning until yeah, after noon. school. After school was more like the Electric Company, Sesame Street, um, mm-hmm. uh, and school have, and the after school specials. After school specials. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the closest thing that started leaning towards what you would now consider Cartoon Network was Nickelodeon. Um, mm-hmm. There were yep. cartoons on. So instead of sitcoms, like after school, they did um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? And then in the evenings when sitcoms were on, Nickelodeon <laughs> would have cartoons. Uh, Danger Mouse. Oh, man, I love me some Danger Mouse. That was uh, Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse was oh, great. Oh, yes. Uh, I tried to watch them when they redid it on Netflix, and it just was not the same. So, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, so Netflix. we're, we're you, you, missed, you missed it on Danger Mouse. Like you, you lost a good one, man. Anyway, so TV so shows, cartoons. Good. Yeah, so cartoons. So well, let's 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 branch right. Before we get into our main topic a little bit, let's branch. So we talked about TV shows a little about cartoons. I mean, there there were some good cartoons. I mean, we named a few. I mean, Tom and Jerry, obviously, and nothing yeah. in my opinion is better than the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show. I, I don't care what you say. Greatest of all time. Nothing better. You will not convince me. And I'm talking the original, not this newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Saturday mornings. I mean, well, Saturday mornings. Oh, God. Like, I had I had a ton. Like, I was there for the prom heyday of the 80s. You know, you were a little older, so I think you were past, you know, by the, the early, mid-80s. You know, you're in the 10 to 15 range, somewhere in that area. But... It's- I still I still watch cartoons today, dude. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, that's true. I know. Um, all right. So obviously we had G.I. Joe. Yep. Transformers. Thundercats. 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 Gobots. Voltron. Uh Voltron. Absolutely Voltron. The, the, the Vol- Lion Volt the Vol- the Lion Voltron. Well, I, I like I, the Lion one and I had the cars too. I did the car Voltron. I had the I know, whole I like car the thing. One. Uh, like which it. my like cousin Greg, if you're watching this, I gave you my car Voltron and you never gave it back. I want my car Voltron. Anyway. Um you remember Snorks? Snorks. <laughs> do you remember the Snorks? I do yep, remember Smurfs. the Snorks. Um Mask. Do you remember Mask? Yeah. With the cars. Yes, mask. Yes. I had some and, of those yep. uh toys. There were some really bad ones. Though. Dungeons and Dragons. That one was okay for me. I, you know, I was like, I like eh. that one. Like, I, I it wasn't that. bad. It yeah. was not bad. Um, I like the Hanna Barbera things, right? All the, the Hanna Barbera stuff. Hour or half hour was good. Oh yeah, um, was good. but then you get into some other stuff. Space Ghost, Great Bait. Um, well, those are the Hanna Barberas, right? Those yeah, are Hanna Barbera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hanna Barbera. Yeah, I guess they were. Yeah. Oh yeah, those were good. Yeah, there were there were a lot a lot of good cartoons, man. I you know, and part of me, there was just something to be said about Saturday mornings. Yeah, and I like the hand drawn. Like I know you know, like the kids have Netflix now. Everything's computer generated. Looks super clean. I like the hand drawn cartoon. I like leaving something to the imagination for you to fill in the gaps. It's like reading a book. 
right? I mean, to some degree, like you're, you're mentally, you're still engaged because you're filling in the gaps. I know that that's not a real bush. It doesn't look anything like a real bush. It's, <laughs> it's three spiky green things with a black outline, but we know yeah. that it's a bush, which is just a great study in just saltism, just, yeah. just saltism in itself where the sum of the parts is more than the whole. So yeah. Saturday morning yeah. cartoons. Saturday mornings. I, I miss them. I mean, it was great. You look forward to it. Get up early. Get your TV tray. Get a bowl of cereal and a piece of toast and a glass of chocolate milk and sit down in front of the TV. Just watch cartoons. What's well, a good? This is a good All segment. the way up so until kid, noon. As a kid, that is how we managed chaos and stress of the week. We knew we had Saturday morning Absolutely. to look forward to. So now that we're yes. adults, we're going to segue into our chaos. So yes. what do we have as adults, so, look, you know? And I'm going to tell you, last week was probably the epitome of chaos for me as an adult and life in general. And so, I, you know, I won't go into a lot of great detail, but, but you know, both of us, we have full-time jobs. Both of us have four kids. Um, mine are older. Yours are younger. So you're, you know, obviously... I'm, you know, our age difference. So yours are a little bit younger than mine. You start a little bit later than I did, I think. No, you have your first one. Yeah, yeah. A little bit later. Well, anyway, uh, I'm mar- I'm mar- I'm married into the oldest, so right. technically we basically probably started about the same time. But my firstborn wasn't, you know. For anyone asking, I may say like, stepson, but he is my son. I always consider him my son, and we have a great hey, look. Same thing here. Don't uh, don't anyone same ever thing think here. for you a know, second, um, I doubt doubt that. So, but for clarity's sake, sometimes you'll hear me say son. Yeah, stepson, I, what? Uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, you had a tough week. So last week. so last week, yep. So the company I work for, major software company, um, big tech company, big tech company. We once a year we do this thing. It's called a hackathon, um, and during that week, oh, well, he just gave away, he just people gave away get to work. What's that? I said you just give away where you work. It's not very hard to figure. It's not. It's not. It's, it's not like it's very hard to figure out, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's literally on some of my social media profiles. Um, it's not that big of a deal. All right, so um, so we have this thing every year. Um, basically where you get to kind of spend the week doing kind of whatever you want um, to a certain degree, right? So the whole purpose of it is is to spark innovation, right? It's, hey, you got an idea, you got a concept, get a bunch of people together and try to put together a pitch for it, build a prototype, build um, you know, a proof of concept or write some code or don't write some code. Doesn't even have to be anything particularly related to anything we do. This is how we spark innovation. And it's a great thing. It's very stimulating. It's very um, energizing and, um, and, you know, somewhat fun. It's a break from your day-to-day job, and it's really good. So the whole goal is you get a pitch, you go out there, you pitch it, and the whole company gets to look at your pitches, and they get to decide, hey, I want to join this team, right? So there's just literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these projects. You know, I work in the accessibility space, as I've mentioned. Mine's related to accessibility. And I got enough interest that I literally had like 35, almost 40 people sign up to help with my my concept. And so this is awesome. 
at the same time, it's it's a little bit chaotic because you got to manage, you know, all of these folks and all these work streams um, in a five day period, basically. And you got to come out with a, a pitch video at the end, really is what it boils down to. So it's a lot of meetings, a lot of just constant talking and, and collaborating. And, you know, it's done virtually for the most part. My hack team was from from literally I had folks in in on the West Coast. I had folks in the middle of the U.S. I had folks here locally in the area I live in on the East Coast. I had folks in Paris. I had folks in Italy on my team, folks, you know, um, everywhere. So it was a global team. Uh, India. I mean, we had folks everywhere. And so it's a lot of chaos trying to manage that time zone wise, making sure folks were communicating and collaborating, gathering stuff up. Very hectic week. So it's stimulating, but it, it, exhausting at the same time. But I'm I'm so glad to be able to be to do these things. So I had that going on. And, and Monday, we kind of had our big kickoff, come home, had a bunch of meetings, was having my kickoff meeting, talking to my team. My phone rings. And it's my um, one of my sons. He's, he's uh, the 18 year old. He's in college and a lot of times he goes to the local community college he's in culinary school and when he he'll come on his way home he'll like usually call me and say hey dad i'm on the way home i'll be home a little while or i'm going to stop and get lunch or whatever so i'm in the middle of a call and the phone rings i just hang up I figure he'll text me right he immediately calls back and i'm like i'm presenting so i can't stop what i'm doing i just hit send and i kind of grab my phone and text my wife it's like hey just like see what's going on with him i went on with my meeting i didn't realize what had happened why he was calling me was because he was just involved in a motor vehicle accident. Now, before everyone asks, yes, he's okay, thankfully. Um, but as soon as I got off the phone and found, you know, I had gotten a text from from my wife, and she's, you know, like, hey, call me immediately, whatever. So he was, and he was not at fault. You know, it's one of those things. He's not an experienced driver. You're like, oh my god, you know. But it, it's not the call that any parent wants. Wants to get you know, I've been been in an accident. Thankfully, he had a fairly safe car. Shout out to Honda. <laughs> um, he had the, the car in front of him had stopped at a stoplight. He had stopped. Prevented injury in your family. Yeah. Have you thought about that? Sec that's the second. Honda yeah. Well, that has the first. Well, memory. so, so yeah, Jerry still ended up with some back issues, but yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, no, definitely highly recommend very safe vehicle. Um, so the person behind him who just happened to be a local county sheriff's deputy who I believe was off duty, didn't see him, didn't stop. I don't know if they were distracted. They were looking at their phone, looking at the computer. Don't know. Doesn't matter. Plowed into the back of it. So, and for folks who don't know, the, the county, at least here in North Carolina, the counties don't have, and I'm assuming it's this way across the, the country maybe, is they don't use like Geico or Progressive. You know, it's not like you can pick up the phone and call Flow. Um, so they were obviously at fault, um, but it's done through self-insured in the county. And so trying to get anything done, you have to call a county attorney's office. Long story short, which I know Jerry hates. You're talking to, to a government that, employee. It always means it's a long to, story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. And again, it's it's one of those things where I just I had to do the the what was going to get the issue resolved the quickest. And so I had to file on my own insurance. I did it as a no fault. Um my insurance company, great job. 
um, they were handling things. We had a little bit of a challenge getting a rental car for him. We ended up at the end of the week, got a rental car on Friday morning. By Friday evening, I had him a new car. Um, so the end result, it, things turned out well in that situation. And yes, I did buy him another Honda. Um, it's newer, so it's even more safe, I believe. The safety features are a little, there's a lot more in there than he had in his older one. But um, so we had all that kind of on top of everything. And then you had baseball last week as well. Work was just insane, you know. So it was it's one of those situations where Jerry works full time, you know, part time to full time. I work full time. Kids go to school. It's a lot going on, you know. Our oldest son's getting married soon, and and life is life is crazy. It is really yeah. really crazy. And I know I'm I'm kind of preaching to the choir here, but you know, it, <laughs> it's one of those moments where at the end of the week, I was just like, what is what has happened? What has happened mm -hmm. this week? It has just been completely insane. And so I think, yeah, I, I, you know, and I don't, I don't, I, I, so I know you've had a bit of, a bit of, um, bit of stress going on as well with, with work and, and your schedule as well. So, so, you know, your life is, is pretty hectic too, although it's a little bit different. You know, your, your kids are younger. You know, tell, talk a little bit about how you, yeah. you kind of handle those well, younger you know, kids so in your case. Oh man. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I guess if I got parenting advice is, uh, number one, we're honest with the kids. It's, they may not understand it, but we can at least be honest. And, and what I mean by that scouts is a great example. Um, so before I really get into what I'm, what I'm talking about is so Brittany and I take different days off. Um, that is out of necessity for childcare. I work from home, but the kids, the older two are okay. They could be in the house while I'm in the office and everything will be okay. The younger two, the three-year-old and the four-year-old, if you have three and four-year-olds, you you understand, um, they will go and destroy everything or hurt Don't themselves. Don't anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, so they've got to have, like, eyeball supervision at all times. Um, I, I, yeah, it's funny because I'm a sidebar I've talked to plenty of people and they're so worried about their firstborn and how I'm like newborn to one is easy. Wait until those efforts become mobile. That's your problem. One to five oh, is the oh issue. That four years from one to five. That's a, that's tough. That is super tough. Anyway, I digress. So we work opposite schedules. Brittany <laughs> also works retail, which means she has to work at night. There's days where, Closing manager doesn't come in. She's got to stay because she's the general manager. It just everything goes along with it. God knows. I mean, I did retail for 20-some years, and I'm glad that I no longer am physically running stores. I feel like, number one, I paid my dues. Number two, better serve doing something else for the organization. Um, so, you know, we have some, you know, Brittany's grandparents. So the kids' great-grandparents, our grandmother, keeps them two days a week. Uh, and then Brittany takes off two weekdays. I have the two weekend days. Uh, the third weekday, Brittany closes. So I kind of take an early day. I work in the morning. She works at night. Um, we're, we are very, number one, from a mar marital standpoint, we are very aware this is a temporary season. We talk about it regularly. Um, we schedule time, even if it's just 30 minutes, to have a cup of coffee together and sit on the porch um, me doing this podcast, I do this and we do our 
planning when Brittany is home. She is off today. Uh, it's, a, it's a Wednesday. Um, so that's her normal day off. And she knows Wednesday evening is her turn to take care of the kids at night while I do this. It's a very scheduled life right now. And I think the advice I would give people who are young and who are married and who have kids or starting to have kids in a family or people who are struggling to balance that is it is not romantic. You got to schedule everything. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. Like you got to schedule yeah. personal well, time. You got to schedule, you, know you got to schedule that too. <laughs> yeah. You got to yeah. schedule everything. Yeah, adult time is, but is the, the point is you got to understand, um, you know, we're also fortunate enough financially to where we can take a vacation with the kids. Uh, and then I just booked, I mean, here it is September and I just booked mine and Brittany's one week of vacation for April of next year where her and I will go and we have some family resources. They, for a week, they can manage the kids. Like we have people who will help us, but you need um, that though, dude, you got to take it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you've got, you've got to. And if you don't, you will find yourself falling apart. So I, that's kind of how, what, where we're at. That's some of the stress and then to top it off. So weekend before last, uh, the youngest was sick with a high fever all of a sudden, uh, this past weekend, it was my turn. Like I started on Thursday, not feeling well. By Thursday afternoon, I was down. I was running 102, 103 degree fever, which I never, like, I just don't get sick like that. Um, so that put me down all the way through Saturday. By Sunday morning, I felt better. But at this juncture, again, Brittany's been at work. I'm sick. It's all I can do to get the kids fed and handled. Uh, the house was destroyed. And y'all, like, you, this is where I talked earlier about the highlight reel of life, man. I got laundry in the floor. I've got towels in the floor. I got dirty dishes, cat pans overflowing. Like, um, this is not like, the, no, this is reality for most people and most Americans, especially if you have a large family and you're in this age range, you just accept it. I could buy new furniture. Eddie's he'll tell you, I do not have nice furniture. I have some ratty ass furniture and I have ratty ass mm. furniture for a reason. I have cats and I have kids. I am not spending money, you know, to go out oh, right. and then stress myself over just having something destroyed. You know, I have marker on my wall. I got marker on my kitchen cabinets. You know, my kids earlier, <laughs> I'm sitting out here. My office is in the, uh, hold on, I hold on. I, I have to interject here. <laughs> So you you talk about marker and I just I had this flashback of the so to kind of laugh we so one of one of um, your kids is is the, the ever budding artist and so if I recall correctly we gave them a gift of an art set and I think it was maybe a couple of days later yep. you send me a picture of one of your other kids completely marked up with oh yeah marker. yeah yeah it's like tattoos oh that was hilarious. Um, yeah. Um, so it's better than a drum set. I don't care. It washes off. I don't freak out about any of that. Oh, your kids, oh, you're drawing the wall and all that. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? Eh, there's paint. Paint's, paint's like 20 bucks for a gallon of paint. It's fine. And you know what? It's going to happen again. We're not worried about having this um, keep up with the Joneses house. Like we've already talked about when the kids are moved out, we're going to downsize. We're going to have a nice place for us. We'll have the things that we like at that point because we understand that it's a temporary pain because it is a pain. Like I'm not going to like, it is a pain. You surrender so much as a parent. Uh, 
to your children um, in so many ways, but that's also the beautiful part about it. And you're giving them something. I'm giving my children a childhood where their parent is not screaming at them because they did a childlike thing. They are not getting yelled at because they marked on the wall. They'll get discipline. I'm not, it's not a, it's not a pirate ship over here. Okay. But I'm also not flipping my <laughs> crap because someone went and got the Barbie dream house swimming pool and filled it up with water and spilled it all over the floor. That's what kids do. That's what kids do. But you know, as far as managing stress, yeah. it, it's tough. You know, like I don't, I don't have a lot of personal time. What we do right here is kind of my personal time for the week between planning and, you know, I take a couple breaks during the day. I work from home, but I do have to stay focused. Like I am a marketing manager for a major corporation and I have a workload. We have projects like Eddie, I've got things going on. I travel with work on a monthly basis, basically is what it averages out to. It's really not monthly. It's more like everything gets crammed into a few months and then it stretches back out, but whatever. Uh, the point is, you know, the planning, those types of things and getting that done and getting your work done all around it. I've got production work I have to do. I have teams I have to leave. I have third party vendors that I manage and everything that goes into that, the responsibility of the organization, uh, because at the end of the day, my job is also to help make other people successful. We have they're not franchises. They're independently owned uh, subsidiaries of the company. That's whatever. Right. The point is, yes. if I fail at my job, it impacts real people and real families. If I'm not successful in what I'm doing, it's not just about doing a good job. Like I actually see the direct tie into what I do with the, the customer base that we serve and the people on in our division of the organization that we were helping market for. So, you know, there's, I'd say it's super stressful, but there are days where I'm just like, I can't get ahead. You know, you, you talk oh, about, yeah. um, oh, God. you know, our company thing after another, CEO right? that started last Monday. So, I mean, he's, he's 10, 11 days into it. And at the corporate level, everybody's kind of like, what's going on? What's going to happen? Customer bases, like what's going to happen? What's, you know, do we need to keep doing this? Do we need to keep doing that? And I was like, take a breath, take a breath, right? Like, but when you're in that environment and everybody is feeling the pressure of just change. Change management is hard in life. And it's one of the skill sets that you learn as you advance your career. You know, before we were planning this episode, we discussed things that like Eddie is and I are not in the early parts of our career. Okay. So this isn't um, mm -hmm. us like, here's what we think is going on. So when we tell you, if you're 24, 25, and you're just starting off in corporate America, a couple things I'm going to tell you right now. And from a career standpoint on managing things, change is inevitable. Accept it, embrace it, and learn how to power through it and be the person that people lean on that when all heck yep. is breaking loose, you're going to cut fence and sort it out and get it done. That'll carry you further than kind of anything else. Number two, as I'm going to tell you how you project yourself and how much you speak up for yourself in the uh, opportunities you take to put yourself in front of people and put yourself out there and lead, even if you're wrong, but your leading is invaluable as well. No, 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 that's, that's a good point. You know, and it's funny, we sit here and talk about it. So we've had a lot of conversation and a lot of our stuff has really been 
somewhat around career, but most of it's been around family. I know not everyone out there has kids, especially if you're younger and you're looking at this podcast and trying to figure out who are these two old guys and what are they babbling about. You know, our, our, our goal here is to kind of share some advice and some some of our life experiences. And hopefully you'll get something out of it, um, even if you just laugh laugh at us and say, you know what, those two older <laughs> fools, whatever. But, you know, you, you have you've mentioned a couple of things that are kind of really important throughout life's chaos. And it's it's funny because as we sit here, my wife is texting me um, to go fold some clothes. And I'm, I'm yeah, like, I already just, folded just them. text me. It's like, how much longer are you going to be? I'm like, I'm like, I already folded them. They're done. Um, so yeah, life, life is chaos, but there's some important things that I think you, you hit upon is, is time for family, time for self and time for each other, right? Those are three things. And Jerry and I really try to, um, we try to respect that because as in a relationship, if you're going to have kids, you always want to put your kids first, but the reality of it is you can't do that. You have to put yourself first because if you're not taking care of yourself you can't take care of your family at all and so you know there's part of it that and it's hard to do i, I find myself putting my my family and my kids first sometimes and it it, it leads to most of the time undue most of the stress time, we put yeah. them first yes yeah we do and but it leads to undue stress sometimes and and it end up causing more problems right so when one of the things that that jerry and i have gotten pretty good at, it's easier now that the kids are older right Mm -hmm. Um, my youngest one is in his early teens. Um, and two of them, three of them are adults now. So it's a little bit easier for us, right? We can go off and go have a, a date night on a Friday night. You know, let's go get dinner and we'll go off for a couple hours. You know, the teenager, he'll sit here and play the Xbox till time to go to bed, whatever. He's fine. He'll fix himself something to eat. You know, we've taught him how to cook at least simple enough stuff that he can handle, um, without burning the house down. So, you know, it is what it is, right? So we make that time for each other. Vacations are good. Um, but I think I think if I have to sum up one kind of lesson that I have to say to folks is life's chaos is going to come and go. It's, it's cyclical. There are seasons. There are circles. You can call it whatever you want. Um, you're going to have those highs and lows. And some days you're going to feel like the lows are so low that you don't know if you're going to be able to recover, but you can. Don't think that you can't. You can. Sometimes you can't do it by yourself. Lean on others, right? And that's where, you know, whether it's a partner, a friend, um, a brother, a brosen. Um, brosen. Find someone that you can, yeah, find someone that you can talk to. Um, because sometimes just having that conversation can help. And on the flip side is if somebody comes to you, listen, just sit there and yeah. listen. Sometimes people don't need answers. They just need to need to talk. So well, I, you know, I think I'm, I'm going to. I'll add, I'll add to that. And, and, and so I, I like to read stoic philosophy. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how much more square you can get than reading stoicism, <laughs> right? Marcus Aurelius and, and, and the like. So, I would remind people that your job in life is not to avoid difficulty. Okay. No one's going to avoid difficulty. And if you are avoiding difficulty, then you are not progressing. Your job from a stoic standpoint is to welcome the adversity and to understand that it leads to greater things on the other side. 
the stress about juggling. I'll give you an example. I am very stressed at times about our real estate investing and our personal family financials. Um, it's weird to sit down and look at how much money you owe and trust the process that it gets paid. But yet every month it does because I'm collecting rent from people. And, you know, at any point in time though, like you, you, you just have this feeling like, Oh, I owe so much money. Like I have so much debt. And, but the point is it's uncomfortable, but it's my job. If I shrunk from that, as the head of the household, as a business partner for me and my wife, then my family would see me shrink from it. They would see me step back and my children would learn, step away from things like that. It's bad versus leaning into it and going, my job is to right. shoulder the stress, shoulder the difficulty and understand that this is what you go through to get to the other side. Like you've got to go, You've got to go through it. And set the example. As, yeah. yeah. As someone who suffers from depression, it's hard to weather a storm. It's hard to weather a storm normally, but when you add uh, stress, depression, maybe you have a spouse that doesn't support you, like my first marriage, I, I could never get anything accomplished because my spouse was not willing to stand beside me and push and do the things that we're doing now. Cause now I have a spouse that says, not only do I want you to do that, I want to do it with you, which is right. massively powerful guys. Like this is the oh, message yeah. for guys. You find the woman that will stand beside you and go now, now go do it. And I'm here and you've got this. That's all most men are waiting on. Uh, so if your woman does not do that for you, you're never going to get to where you want to be. You're not. You're going to have yeah. to make a choice eventually. But anyway, that's another that's another show. We'll we'll talk about relationship another advice. Uh, <sighs> so yeah, I mean, I think I think that's my final thing, right? Like, uh, kind of, I'm going to end it end it on being a little more stoic. Um, it still sucks, right? And I, I mean, I didn't really get into the, the family thing. I talked about work, but like, you know, my oldest is you know he's ADHD. He's got some behavioral issues. He's got some addiction to electronics. He's ten. We're figuring out how to navigate that. We're talking to a counselor. We're going through the process to make him a better human. And our goal is to get him to adulthood and be functioning. Right now, it's not about like having an easy life for me. If I wanted it easy, I'd just give him an iPad and turn my back. I'd oh, yeah. Walk the heck away. But that's that's not what we're going to do now. So. Oh, yeah. No, it's you got to be there. I, life is tough. Life is hard. You're going to have up and downs. There's almost always somebody's out there got it worse than you. Um, and I know that sounds so cliche, but I mean, the reality of it is I've been in places and I'm seeing things where I'm like, wow, even, even at my lowest point in my life, I wasn't in that situation. So yeah. thankful. Right. So yeah. anyway, I think, you know, I think we've had a, had a pretty good thing. Again, we had the, had the number up there, nine, eight, eight, you know, you need help. Or if you know someone that please needs call. help, share it with them, please Absolutely. call or please, please support them super important thing um don't take it lightly. so don't yeah, take it lightly. No, don't. If someone says don't take it lightly that's all i can say well let's let's shift gears you want to shift gears let's shift gears money it's mad money 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 time so what'd you spend money on this week um or in, in the a last very week or so yeah young child um 
kind of universe that we live in, um, I bought a brand new Bissell vacuum cleaner that cleans up pet hair. Yeah. And so I have a, my <laughs> wife, God love her. You know, most women or, or guys you hear, don't ever buy your wife a vacuum. Don't buy your w- wife something to help. Them. My wife loves that shit. Like she <laughs> devours that shit. Like, man, it's like gold. Like I could buy her candy roses. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, I got you a new vacuum. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's see, it. That's it see, right I'm so my Bissell. whole thing is if I, if I, as long as I'm not buying it to give to her, like on a birthday or Christmas, Okay, but if I were to give her a vacuum cleaner for Christmas, I, yeah, I'd, I'd be. The well, this, this is none of those. It's not her birthday. However, she would love it for Christmas or her birthday. Like, oh, you got yeah. you you got me a rechargeable stick vac for my birthday and our honeymoon. You got me a new mop and a dustpan from O Cedar. She loves that shit. Like she does. Yeah. Like I'm just That's you know funny. life's easy. We yeah, Jerry Jerry got a new one of those little spin mops recently. She absolutely loves yeah. it. And then vacuum cleaner. We had the stick vac. We had the good old Dyson for a while. It lasted mm-hmm. a year or so, and then it just it died. Wouldn't recharge. I mean, that's a common problem. You look it up. So yeah. I got rid of it, got another one, and I won't go into the brand, but it it literally lasted about a month, and then it it died. It wouldn't charge, and I called to find out, you know, hey, what's going on? And they're like, are the lights flashing? And I'm like, yep. They're like, okay, we'll send you a check. I'm like, no, no, no I want to fix it or replace it. They're like, no, we'll just send you a check. Yep. I'm like, so it's so bad. You know it's so bad that you don't even care. You just like throw it in the garbage. Oh, we'll send yeah. you a check. Episode two, plan, <laughs> planned obsolescence. Planned obsolescence, three, right? Planned obsolescence, yeah. So, but, so I learned my lesson. I got, um, I bought a Craftsman, one which takes the 20-volt rechargeable batteries that are all my power tools are run off of. So I don't have to worry about that battery thing. However, had I known, now someone has, and this is, you talk about capitalism, this is good stuff. Someone has created a adapter pack for the Dyson vacuums that you can unscrew the what part of the cover off of. You pull out the old battery and you plug in this adapter back pack and it will fit the 20 volt batteries from like either DeWalt's or Craftsman nice. or I'm like, and it's like 20 bucks. I'm like, man, I wish I'd done it because the vacuum was great. It's just, it wouldn't charge. I'm like, if they had that, then I would have just bought that. Oh, well, but anyway, buy, so what did you buy? So what did I buy? I bought, I bought me, <laughs> A stream deck. Oh my mm. god, this thing's so fun. Um, up in the production game. It, yeah, this is. Yeah, it's it's great because, <laughs> you know. So I bought this because again we started doing the podcast. I'm like, you know, I want to be able to kind of, you know, I started really messing around with the mic and trying to get the audio stuff, and I'm like, I really want to kind of automate some things and and kind of make the production quality a little bit better. One of the main things was is trying to get all the audio right, but for my mic and get my cameras, everything into OBS, just I was having some challenges. And so I ended up getting a piece of software. And you'll see if you go back and watch some of the episodes, the, the audio sync was off. We tried a bunch of different things. So I'm going to shout out a couple of things here. So Voice Meter Banana, um, some basically an audio mixer software. It allows you to create some virtual channels and, and control. Um, different things look it up voice meter banana is great they're not sponsoring this but if they want to um but but uh, you know it's free software i think it's it's kind of um donationware or whatever and and so it's a good piece of software but yeah i bought so i bought the stream deck i got the 15 button one and it's great because you know instead of having to click all around 
and you know turn things on and off like my camera on and off between calls or whatever i could switch i mean like literally it's 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 a button click i can go for and i know this is your favorite view i'm gonna oh yeah the nostril shot the nostril shot but yeah i mean it's great because i can switch between my cameras at the touch of a button um you know turn off mics and etc but but the fun i spent oh my god i probably spent an hour and a half two hours the other night sitting emotional damn it <laughs> i sit here i'm like going around i'm like oh ooh, i could put sound files in here this is this this is great this yep. is gonna be so much fun right yep two thousand years later which is about how long it was you know <laughs> after i started digging around trying to find sounds but um you know it, it is what it is and so i i i think you know you'll probably you'll probably hear more of 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 the audio sounds i i still think you know my favorite one's emotional damage um and oh my yeah <laughs> love that one too but anyway so yeah stream deck absolutely love it um i'm gonna start you know playing with it a little more and you know we're gonna try to use it to kind of up the production value a little bit we'll probably create yeah, some new I, scenes i think and, i'm gonna get one you know like i, I was I, I didn't know much about them and then like i realized so yeah, again working from home i'm in marketing i have three monitors um you know i've got a different camera angle um so i have multiple cameras i can hook up and you know just from the same like you start your day and there's so many things you got to have open yep. in the, kind of this environment and like so you could pre-program where the windows are on which screen so basically like instead of having to and do everything every morning it takes me 10 15 minutes to get my work center up yeah, Usually ready I leave to it go running <laughs> You know, just because of that, I just leave everything running. Um, but it sucks because IT will push updates at night. We're VPN. Like <laughs> Reboot. Reboots, and then everything's gone. So with one push of a button, I could bring everything back to where I want it. I also, um, as a note and work, never stop growing. I am now a certified DDI facilitator for work, and I will be facilitating leadership training throughout the organization. Um <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. See, this is great. Add, add your add your certifications. It's almost there. Your, it's like it's a long clap. I'm sorry. Thank you. you can sit down. Thank you. Everybody can take a seat. No, really. Sit standing down. Sit down. Standing ovation. Anyway, uh, so you can uh, so as part of that, I will be conducting training online uh, for groups up to 50 people at a time. I also will be conducting uh, training around leadership and different uh, company objectives and cultural initiatives anyway you get what i'm saying uh so actually having some increased production value will add a lot of benefit there i'm also uh, and i haven't really talked to any about this but i i am very interested in developing an increased ability to do public speaking and actually give talks and, and so oh, actually nice. i'm gonna work yeah i think i'm gonna work Good. on that uh, so i mean as a result i can do live events live streams and get the and get the practice um I, it's a good practice yeah you know like i enjoy it like it's not for everybody but i learned being a cop just to talk in front of people and get comfortable with it and i truly am the person that could talk in front of one person two people or stand in front of a stadium and it's not really going to bother me um i'm the first one to oh, it bothers make me fun of myself or you know <laughs> point something out or you know but i'm you know at the end of the day i'm pretty comfortable with it uh so just promise yeah. me you never do that thumb point thing. I hate that when people politicians. Oh, yeah. I don't wait. I can do the Bob Dole. No. I hold. I hold yeah. a pen. 
I shouldn't I'd say rather, that. Yeah, he, I'd, he did that because he was handicapped. He had a problem with his hands, and he always held a pen know, because it gave him I know, but it's just I, I, the, the whole pointing with your thumb thing, and people do that. No, that's so weird. No, I learned to talk with I, my I know hands. It's, so you learn to talk with your hands when you're a cop. So if you guys see me on here, this is something that I learned. How old am I now? 20, 25 years ago. Oh, I love 20, 24 years ago to talk because you want to talk with your hands because it looks natural, number one, and you can do this, 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 and this. But the real objective is to keep your hands in front of you for defensive reasons, right? If your hands are down here, you're vulnerable. If your hands are in case here, the audience rushes you. It's in case yes. the audience rushes uh, you. So but it's good I don't practice. Think it's the like same. You, still, you can still do it virtually. I can knife hand you. I can do whatever I want. So oh, look, we'll look that's a whole nother episode. That is um yeah, it's kind of a personal objective of mine. Uh, I will. We'll see where it goes. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm going to try not I'm to go off on a tangent. I'm going to try not to go off on a tangent. Public speaking thing. Maybe we'll have a whole episode on that, or maybe a segment. I don't know. We'll figure it out because yeah, I, I the public speaking thing was something that I got for my previous manager forced upon me. Um. And I'm gl- I'm grateful for it. Trust me, 100. percent And she, if she watches, well, you this, have she'll some, probably... you, you have presented and been on stage, yeah, at large events. Like, you're yeah. not, you know, yeah, it's a large tech conference. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where I got thrown into. Well, so all right, so funny story because I'm going to digress. I mean, we're almost at an hour, but so my first real kind of public speaking, I've done small you know, training sessions, you know, little tech presentations for 20, 30, 40 people. Um, I kind of got thrown to the wolves when, when who is just my, just became my former manager. She's moved on to another spot. Um, Donna Sarkar, credible woman, um, phenomenally motivational. Um, she's got a lot of books. Anyway, um, maybe I'll have her, maybe we'll have her on one day. She's not necessarily Gen oh, X, great. but. Yeah, maybe we can get her to come on yeah. and, and talk. She's she can hilarious. tell us how wrong we are about everything as Gen X. <sighs> She's hilarious. Anyway, so she basically put me in a situation where where I ended up talking at a large tech conference and and in front of a, the plan was a couple hundred people, and in a in a room. But then, so I get down and we're prepping. That was supposed to be on like Tuesday. I arrive on Sunday. He kind of the meet meet up with her there and kind of start talking about things. She goes, "Oh, come on, you're going to go with me." And she also dragged another person on stage. Ended up on stage uh, that day, like no prep, um, thrown up on a stage in a uh, part as part of a diversity panel, um, have a conversation in front of a bunch of people, and it was very, very terrifying. And it's one thing, it's one thing to talk in front of a group of people on a subject that you you're kind of you've planned out and you know what you're going to say and you know what you're going to talk about and you you're confident in the whatever it is you're talking about it's a whole other thing to get thrown on stage last minute no prep and just kind of be answered a bunch of questions asking a bunch of questions you have to answer um on a topic that you don't necessarily feel and whether or not you really are is a whole different story posture syndrome yeah. but yeah that was but the flip side of that, I was scared completely out of my mind. But the flip side of it was, wow, that was kind of exhilarating, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, so so yeah, I've I've talked on on stage several times. I've been you know several tech conferences, a lot of presentations, and now my job is starting to lean more into where I'll be doing more of those 
you know, kind of larger customer presentations, et cetera. So I enjoy it. There's, there is some, I'm getting better at it. Um, uh, there's always room for improvement. Yeah, no, dude, I, I like, I got pointers for you if you need some, I'm no pro, but, um, Mm -hmm. it is a little bit addicting, I think. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to get to a point because I feel like, you know, I have, I mean, we both have, sorry, we're doing the podcast. We've been through so much. I've been through so much, you know, from navigating a bad marriage and a divorce to building a new family, building a real estate business, advancing my career, continuing to advance my career, advance my personal growth, parenting, like there's real value there that if for no other reason, it's documented for my own kids to go back and listen to at some point. Right. Like (laughs) I had dad recorded everything he did. There's three people there, but he recorded it. We can listen to him if we want to. (laughs) So, uh, you know, it's, I, I think there's some value there. I, th- I think when you put yourself out there and you find the right topics, you find the right audience and you're genuine. That's the thing about this. I I, I want to do this because I do feel like there's something there to share. It's not like I'm sitting there going, what can I talk about that people would pay and come listen to? I don't really care. My thing is like, Hey, can I come and talk to you about how to take the next step in your life, how to stop focusing Mm-hmm. on your self-actualized needs and build a base. How can I talk to you about, you know, how to advance your career, how to not get stagnant, how to keep pushing forward, how to balance your life? How did I get started with a 400 credit score and within two or three years, I owned several pieces of real estate, you know, and had no money right. and like talk to you about those things and how you build those things and, improving your life circumstances because it's never stagnant. It's never stationary. You can always improve it. Oh no, hundred percent. I mean, yeah, I've been, I've been in those, you know, well, not the same scenarios, but I've been in some pretty rough scenarios myself. You've been I mean, in your remember, own. I, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I, I literally was homeless for about three months um, at one point in my life. Yep. Not, not a pretty time, you know, I picked myself up and, and a lot, you know, not, not a lot of people know I was a high school dropout. I went back, graduated, but I dropped out of high school. Which kind of ended up leading to the homelessness. That's we can talk about that on a whole oh, episode. God. Yeah. Um, but and, and again, I think it it kind of goes back to right. So what's the point of this podcast, right? It's like you said, we're not here. We're not really here to try to monetize and make you know become the next big influencer. I could care less about that. I think this is really one. It's an opportunity for you and I to spend more time together, which we we haven't gotten to. So I think yeah. some of it's trying to make up, but I think. Like we said, we've both had enough life experience, um, you know, both ups and downs that I feel like we have some stuff that we can share and hopefully somebody will get something out of. And, you know, and occasionally we'll, we'll whip out, a, you know, a good joke or who knows, maybe a Taco Bell ding. Who knows? Um, I'm going to keep playing with this thing because it's just, I still think it's the greatest thing in the world. It's going to make me have to go find my own sounds. That's... Oh, look, I've got a whole bunch more that I haven't even put in there. I mean, I literally spent two hours <laughs> yesterday. I found like three different soundboards and it was like clicking buttons and scrolling. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm like downloading it. Now I've got a whole folder full of them. I'm like, I'm going to run out of screens, but um, <laughs> I, I need to kind of need to kind of figure out which ones are going to be the most popular. I will tell you this one. Emotional, damn it will be a permanent fixture on here. That one will yep. stay, and probably so will This Is The Way, because that's just, this is the way. 
All right. So I think we can call it a show, man. Like we're a little over an hour, uh, right at an hour, I think. So Mm -hmm. yeah, good things. You guys hang in there with the chaos of life and whatever season you're in, just understand it gets better. Weather. Weather, I think. All right. Well, everyone, you have a good uh, week, and we'll see you next week. Deuces. Does anybody say that anymore? Deuces. I, like, peace, I, I don't peace out. Deuces. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm, People I'm, are saying. I'm cap bringing it back. I still don't know what, Deuces. I still don't know what that means. Cap. Say I, what? I no cap. No cap. I, I mean, I know it means lie. This means it's the know. truth. It's no. No cap means or, it's true. No cap means it's true, but cap means yes. it's a lie. And I'm like, but I don't understand. I don't get the connection. Anyway, all right. We're out. We're out of here. No cap.